1: Hi folks, thanks for tuning in to the first episode of the Michiana People Podcast. I'm excited to bring it to you. My name is Scott Curtis, and I'm the host of the podcast. I've been a Michiana resident for most of the last 52 years. In our first episode, I talked to Jeff Peterman, who is running for Congress in Indiana's 2nd District. Jeff and I had a great talk about politics and family. I would like to mention the sponsors of my podcast. These are the folks who are making it happen. Uh, This episode is brought to you by Mapletronics Computers. Our lives are fully immersed in technology, and if you're listening to this podcast, I reckon you're fully immersed in technology because you need technology to get it. At some point in time, you're going to need some guidance on that technology. Whether you're looking to buy the hottest new PC, or your computer is locked up, blue screened, or for some reason it caught on fire, Mapletronics can help. I have seen PCs that have caught on fire, and it's not pretty. As a Michiana People podcast listener, you get exclusive access to promotions designed just for you. Mapletronics works closely with me and coordinates promotions with themes throughout my interviews. I suggest you check out mapletronics.com forward slash Michiana People to see what specials they have going on just for you. You won't be disappointed. Uh, We're also sponsored by MSW Marketing Services. Grant from MSW actually put my website together for me. And he is what I would call a social media guru. If you need social media to get the word out about your business, MSW is a place to go. You can uh, find MSW on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash MSW Michiana. And you can also give Grant a call at 574-606-6696. Just to tell you a little bit about the podcast, uh, this is really dedicated to talking to people in Michiana who entertain, educate, and inspire. I can send her anyone out there who's making a positive difference in our community a prime guest for the Michiana People podcast. If you're interested in being a guest or have a suggestion on a potential guest, shoot me an email at scott at You can also follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website is michianapeople.com. Thanks again for listening, and here's my talk with Jeff Peterman. Hi, welcome to the Michiana People Podcast. Our guest today is Jeff Peterman. Jeff is currently running for the GOP nomination for Congress in Indiana's 2nd District. Jeff is a self-described constitutional conservative and is an editor and contributor to, to Liberty Conservatives, an online political magazine. I've met Jeff at several Elkhart Chamber events and found him to have what I call good positive energy, which means uh, he's engaging without being annoying. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you very it's much. Really, it's really nice to sit down and talk to you. Uh, Jeff actually invited me into his home to do the interview, which means he at least uh, trusts me to know his address. I appreciate that. <laughs> Just to get started, Jeff, you know I've, I've kind of stalked you a little bit on Facebook and all that.
0: Tell me a little bit about your family. Sure. Yeah. Um. I have a wife now. We're coming up on our 17 year anniversary. Uh. Two boys. Thank you very much. Two boys, a 13 and a 10 year old. Uh. Both of them are in Middlebury Community Schools. Okay. And my wife and I actually met our freshman year of high school at Elkhart Christian Academy. Okay. Uh. She didn't want anything to do with me. She dated my best friend actually, uh-huh. and he ended up uh you know not being the greatest uh, boyfriend, great friend, but <laughs> and uh, we became best of friends, and really I spent uh, most of my time at her house with her family there the last couple of years in high school and okay. lo and behold she decided that she'd marry me so i knew i better get her get a ring on that and uh right. get down the aisle before she figured out what she was doing right right.
1: So. <laughs> and um you went to elkhart christian academy and you did uh, what secondary um education did you have
0: i i went to iupy okay i, I actually went to a seminary to be a youth pastor okay uh, down in indianapolis uh then it was called uh indianapolis uh let's see uh, Baptist Bible College, Minneapolis, okay. and then they changed the name to Crossroads Bible. Um, I did an internship uh, with uh, about a hundred teenagers in this youth group, and and learned uh, really fast at that, that age. that was not my calling. Right. Um, <laughs> and so, but I knew I wanted to help people, and, and I got into marketing and advertising. Uh-huh. I actually am finishing my degree now. Um, I I had seven classes left. And uh, my wife is a diabetic. She had a 58-hour okay. labor with our first son. Wow. And she got real sick. And uh, so I, I left school with seven classes and, and down to right at seven classes now with WGU and about ready to finish.
1: Okay, um, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, you definitely show it's never too late. There you go.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> as far as politics are concerned, you know, I, I did a little history. What got you interested in getting into politics,
0: I, I've always been a huge Rush Limbaugh fan. I okay. thank my dad for that. Uh, when he'd come pick me up from school, uh-huh. uh, he would have Rush Limbaugh in the car, and I just listened. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, so in our house, um, I told the story a lot of times. We, we don't, we're not sportsy people, okay. But when you know the presidential election year comes around, we get pizza and wings, and we stay up and we watch the numbers come in. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's just always been something that we've really paid attention to. Right. Always loved talk radio. Um, when we moved to Chicago uh, several years ago. Um, I, I started getting interested in more local and even regional politics, okay. and then I saw the Republican Party nationally start nominating people like John McCain and Mitt Romney, and knew that um, things weren't going in the right direction. Okay. So when we moved back to Chicago, I told my wife, uh, "You know, we have two young boys; their future does not look as good as minded at their age, uh-huh. uh, and so something needs to be done." Okay. Um, and that's when I uh, I kind of became a, a precinct committeeman with the Republican Party okay. very briefly. Um and then I left for nine months to a year to join the Libertarian Party. Okay. Um not because I was even really so much a Libertarian, uh although I would consider myself a small L libertarian, okay. smaller government. Um mm-hmm. Uh, but because, uh, the Republican party just lost its way. Okay. Uh, what I, I, wouldn't call that a mistake. What I, what I would call it is, uh, a good learning opportunity to see how screwed up party politics is, period. Right. Across the country. Right. Um, and you know, the Libertarian party just as screwed up. They just have less money. So you kind of see it less. <laughs> right, right. Um, so anyway, I uh, came back to, uh, I ran for, uh, US Congress against Jackie in 2014, Okay, uh, left the Libertarian Party halfway through, finished as a constitutional conservative, okay. got over 4,000 votes and spent only about 700 bucks. So okay. I, was, I was pretty pleased with that. And that's when I hooked up with Liberty Conservatives. And here I am now okay. as a, as a, a Republican. Um, okay. And running against Jackie for the GOP-9. Great. So, yeah. so
1: 4,000 votes for 700 bucks. That's that's good bang on your buck, I'd say. You know
0: what? Uh, yeah, Jackie, I think we figured out spent somewhere around 22 bucks a vote. Uh-huh. And I was more like $0.18 cents or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. So uh, I, I was proud of that. That's very good.
1: <laughs> I can totally relate to this uh, the non-sports thing. Uh, I'm one of the few people of, uh, that I know that really doesn't care a whole lot about sports the only thing that i actually um enjoy is uh indiana basketball oh, okay. uh and that's cool. because uh my daughter graduated from there and my son's graduating from there um this summer and yeah. uh i just they kind of put the bug in me so that's that's the only th- only thing i'll watch so football eh, i just don't really care and <laughs> so so i can I, I can dig the non-sports thing
0: I would rather go shopping than watch a football game yep. on a Sunday afternoon. Yep. Um, and actually, our, our family, I've always been a comic book nerd. Okay. So our family really enjoys the comic book shows, and we go to all the midnight showings of the movies, uh-huh. and the ones that are appropriate anyway. I didn't get yeah. the boys to see Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, we uh, went to the midnight showing of all the Marvel movies, and my my youngest has dressed up like Batman since he was uh, three. Okay. Every single year for Halloween. Okay. So, uh, yeah. We're, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, um, Batman, the the original Batman series is is where I get my start with uh, Adam West. (laughs) And uh, I actually, uh, I I did the whole Batman thing as a kid. And... uh, kind of a kind of a neat story I have is I had this Batman ring it was a little plastic ring that showed showed the word Batman it showed and it showed the bat and um, I I actually swallowed it and (laughs) it got it got caught in my throat and my mom had really long fingers and she just reached right down there and plucked it right out and uh, I didn't get to keep that ring after that yeah
0: (laughs) Um, moms are talented yes that's that's awesome
1: Um, Now, you're going to be running against Jackie Walorski. Can you... Explain to me what a Rhino is. Um, I, I've read a little bit about it, but kind of wanted to hear that in your words.
0: Sure, a uh, Rhino stands for Republican in Name Only. Okay. Um, and and really, a lot of the establishment Republicans in our country have turned into that. Okay. Uh, it's it's folks who are not fiscally conservative. Okay. Uh, it's it's folks who kind of would rather be liked by the Democrats than stand up for traditional principles and values. Um. A lot of times they'll say one thing and then do another, hoping people don't look at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Mitt Romney would be a great example of a rhino. Okay. somebody who is more of a of a true fiscal conservative. Mm-hmm. Somebody like you know a Justin Amash, uh, a Ted Cruz in a lot of areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rand Paul, you know that small government yeah. liberty. Those are those are more of the people that I look up to as opposed okay. to you know some of these other folks. Okay. So
1: in the current presidential race, you're, you're a Cruz supporter?
0: I, I like Ted Cruz. Um, he is running a very aggressive campaign. I, I'm not necessarily in the camp of saying that um, he's running a crooked campaign. Okay. Uh, but I certainly think that we probably fall right on the same spectrum in a lot of, of issues. Okay. I loved Rand Paul. Yeah. Um, I think that his uh, uh, flavor of really liberty conservatism is really kind of where I fall. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that Ted Cruz brings – um, a lot of that to the table as well. Okay. Not as much, but okay. what do you think about Rubio? I think that Rubio is a fantastic person, uh, a great Senator. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he is very young and inexperienced as been seen in some of the debates. Right. Um, I think he, 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 has a shot. I mean, he's in third place really, but he's making a run at Ted Cruz. Right. Um, and, uh, I do think he's more of a of a government is the solution kind of a person okay. as opposed to the problem, which is where I would be. Right. Um, but I, I certainly think Rubio is heads and shoulders above anything the Democrat Party's throwing. Right.
1: So right. <laughs> you think eight years is going to improve improve his um, outlook a little bit?
0: Yeah. You know what? I think he would be a great vice president pick. Yeah, I okay. really do. Okay. Um, and and I think that would get him kind of that international experience on a, on a more public stage as well. Right. So
1: right. Um, talking about the Libertarian Party, um, you, you mentioned uh, that you were you were a part of that for a while, mainly because you were disenchanted with the Republican Party at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me, kind of what you like about it and what you don't like about the Libertarian Party.
0: Yeah, um, the the Libertarian Party, when it comes to their to their fiscal policy, we're like. Pretty much dead on, you okay. know uh, the fact that that uh, that they feel that the government is spending us uh, into oblivion, and that there is just so much government waste. Um, a good example of this would be there was a snowstorm in DC several weeks back, right? I was and, there. Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, it's they they said um, in the news stories that all of the non-essential government employees were sent home, and that uh-huh. ended up being um, in, in, I believe it was in the high 100,000s. I mean, there was yeah. all sorts.
1: Yeah.
0: And that led me to think, and what the Libertarian Party kind of brought up was, why do we have all of these non-essential government employees? Right. I mean, that's that's all taxpayer dollars. Right. And, and that's really what they bring to the table, and even what small L libertarians, which uh-huh. would be Republican libertarians, right. bring to the table is, you know what? The government doesn't create one penny. Uh-huh. They take everything right. that they have from the American people. Uh-huh. So I do like that about them. Now, when it comes to social issues, you know, when I joined the Libertarian Party, uh, the abortion issue was not at the forefront. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even really an official plank as far as being pro choice. Okay. Uh, the way that they viewed it was some of the libertarians viewed something called the non aggression principle, which is really just not not um, initiating force on someone to make them do what you want them to do, that mm-hmm. everyone can kind of run their own lives, sort of. Kind mm-hmm. of like, a, almost like a mini-anarchist type of Right. View. right. Um, uh, and they viewed the non-aggression principle against the mother, meaning that you couldn't tell her what to do with her body, mm-hmm. and then some viewed it toward the baby, because really, the ultimate violation of life, liberty, and happiness is is killing someone. Right. Um, and so, they decided to take more of a, uh, and really I think this had to do a lot with Gary Johnson getting the nomination back in 2012 mm-hmm. for, for the be a president, uh, but they started to view it and make it part of their platform of, uh, of really um, putting that toward the mom and saying that you really couldn't tell her what to do, that even if you thought abortion was wrong, it wasn't mm-hmm. your place to tell someone. Right. Um, and so the other piece of it was the, the gay marriage issue. I'm, I'm not here to say, Anything on that except for it's not the government's place. And that's where they were. Right. Uh, I don't believe the government has any role in marriage and shouldn't have any role in marriage. And so where, where they were at the beginning was, you know what, we need to get government out of marriage. And then when gay marriage became kind of uh, this explosion like it did, they jumped on that bandwagon and started saying, yeah, we need to get government more power and put them into gay marriage. Yeah. And it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Right. Um, so when it comes to the social issues on things, I, I feel like uh, they are – just about as far as one of the biggest uh, ruses be, uh, being perpetrated on the American people of all time. Yeah. Um, and so b- being able to look at all of those things and seeing where this money is just literally you know, going out of funnel. There was one, and I don't have it in front of me, there was a government employee, he was the head of an organization with the government, who just stopped showing up to work. And because he was the head of the organization, it was almost like a year he was getting these paychecks. And that, that again, government doesn't create any money, not even right. a penny. So that was taxpayer dollars funding this guy's year-long vacation. Yeah. And so um, when you start to shrink government by getting rid of some of these organizations that don't need to be in existence to begin with, mm-hmm. um, you start seeing where the money is kind of uh, – Uh, Just disappearing. Right. So I think that's where you have to go after that.
1: Right. I think I I think I read that same article and I think the reason the only reason he got caught was because he got some sort of an award for tenure or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) And nobody knew who he was. Only government. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And now as you've talked a little bit about uh, um, some of the social issues that are going on and the economic issues. Um, my personal opinion is, is if I felt like I could trust somebody on the economic issues, I almost wouldn't care about the social issues at this point. How do you feel about that? What, what, what do you think is more important for this country right now to fix, fix the social issues um, or fix the economic issues? Well,
0: I think that if we don't fix the economic issues, I mean, we're we're going we're coming up on twenty trillion dollars of debt. But when you look at the unfunded liabilities in our country, it's closer to two hundred trillion. Okay, um, and people in the media don't talk about that number because it is a number that is almost impossible to get over in your brain to right. just wrap your mind around that. Um, so I think that the, uh, the fiscal issues facing our country right now, um, are, are grave and they have to mm-hmm. be addressed. Now on the other side of things, I don't know if I look at all social issues as being above that, but I do abortion mm-hmm. because abortion since Roe v. Wade, we've seen over 55 million babies mm-hmm. killed. Um, now a preborn baby has its own fingerprint, its own heartbeat, its own DNA. Um, and, and we're still being told by the media, even with like these 40 ultra sh- sounds that you're seeing pictures come up on Facebook, right. we're still being told that it's uh, just, just a mass of cells. Mm-hmm. So we have, um, literally j- just in Indiana, 22 babies a day that wow. are killed. Um, and so that is something that has to be stopped and not incrementally, but mm-hmm. just stopped.
1: Okay.
0: Um, there are things like the heartbeat bill, which I will, um, be, uh, seeking to author a national version of that, okay. that will end really, uh, any abortion after a heartbeat is detectable. Okay. Um, and it, it will, it will put, it, it will force doctors to, uh, to, fi- to try and find a heartbeat before they can go right. any further. So um, I think that that has to be a number one priority issue. My three campaign issues are um, shrinking government in every way possible. We kind okay. of talked about that. Not just defending the Constitution, because a lot of folks are like, we need to defend the Constitution. Well, yeah, we do, but we shouldn't have to. We should be enforcing the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And so working toward enforcing the Constitution, uh, you know, going hand in hand with a lot of these Liberty Caucus members, um, and then defending the rights and the lives of born and pre born. Okay. Um, and, and I think that those three things together. Um, they really are in no particular order, except for I might even put abortion number one okay. the other two. Um, but they all all are, I think, vital to the success long term of our nation. Okay. So. Um, so
1: let's go forward a couple of years and uh, say you get the um, you, you get the uh, um, you get the job, and um, you have you have to help out constituents that have totally different views than you How, I and and the reason why I asked this is because I when I was stalking you on Facebook I saw I saw a little thing you posted on Twitter uh, about a, a, a liberal guy that told, told you to stop following him and oh. and, <laughs> and and I um, I thought I you know I I may have seen it out of context but uh, I, I guess I guess my own personal view as I've gotten older is um, instead of arguing, I seek to understand. Um, And, and the, uh, having a conversation with somebody who has totally different beliefs and value systems with you does not change your beliefs or value system. How, how, how would you interact with somebody who was just totally against everything, everything you were for and, and still be for them?
0: Yeah, you know what, I think it comes down to empathy and listening. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything I've done in my life has had a relational element to it, whether it's been sales, marketing. I consider myself a relational marketer, a relational salesperson. And every person has a story. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the whole quote about how everyone has someone that loves them and hates them and they have, you know, you know, that, that's all true. Everybody mm-hmm. has their own story. So I think it comes down to really listening to what's behind things. Now right. there's going to come a point where there are people who didn't vote for me and, and who voted for the Democrat and, mm-hmm. and who really can't stand anything that I stand for. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to. Apologize for my stances and what I feel to be right mm-hmm. and the folks who vote for me and, and put me in DC I will be accountable to not only them but everyone but I will be purposefully accountable to those right. to making sure that I do what I say I'm going to do okay. which is something that we're missing now with Jackie yeah. um, and uh, and that would be the same with folks you know I will be doing town hall meetings every time I'm home mm-hmm. I'm not going to be looking at breaks from DC as vacations because okay. that's, that's not what they're supposed to be yeah they're supposed to be coming home and meeting with folks and listening to to the things that really are affecting them on a daily basis. And so a lot of that is going to be Democrats who probably aren't gonna like me a whole lot. And that's okay. Right. And we can sit down and we can have a conversation and, and you can tell me why you feel the way you do, and I can, you know, reaffirm why I feel the way I do. And at mm-hmm. the end of the day, we may not agree. Right. And at that point, if you if you disagree with me that wholeheartedly, there's gonna come another election. That's the great thing, especially about Congress, is it's every two years. Right. So if you really dislike me that much, then you need to find someone that you like and you need to try to get them elected. Right. But um, you know, it, it really goes down to listening and empathy and being a accountable to people right because that's who right. that's who my boss is right. um, a lot of people in dc uh, have forgotten that and mm-hmm. you know if you've been in dc longer than the internet's been a thing yeah <laughs> you need to be out of dc yeah <laughs> um and they pe- people kind of disconnect from um who their boss is which is the their constituents right right um so yeah.
1: and, and by the same token voters get lazy um they just they just they're used to seeing that name, and they just uh, they just click that name. So
0: well, it's so important. I'm glad that you said that because, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's not voting is not our civic duty. Right. Educated voting is our civic right. duty. Right. And you know, if, if, if you really can't disconnect long enough from you know, I don't know, Farmville is still a thing on Facebook, but from uh-huh. from social media and from games and Ten Ten and all these things, long right. enough. Just to see who you're pulling the lever for. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, and, and some people who are listening to this may like Obama, but in my opinion, that's how we got where we are with Obama. Right. Is we didn't do the research. We, as a country, let emotion outweigh logic, and we didn't find out what this man really believed. Yeah. And because we didn't do that, we we ended up where we are now. So it,
1: it's you know, it's kind of a, a well-worn term, but the cult of personality thing really seems to seems to be. Forefront in mm-hmm. all the elections, mm-hmm. and you, you talk about educated voting. My wife and I—it seems like every night the conversation we have is how's this going to go and who are we going to vote for. <laughs> um, and and we don't see my wife and I don't see eye to eye on everything. So, uh, but we've been together for 28 years. So, awesome. uh, congrats on that. Uh, it, it's it's <laughs> people from from different belief systems and, and different political ideas can actually live together and have kids and be happy. So, <laughs> so, so, uh, I, I do, I do understand the empathy thing and the seeking to understand. Um, and the media, I have to agree that the media really forces you to take a side and they, they talk in bullet points yeah. and, and they shout instead of talk and, and, uh, then you see it on social media and, but if you get face to face with somebody, the conversation changes does, um, and, yeah. and um, there's, I, I think there's few people who wouldn't have the empathy if, if they're face to face with somebody and actually listening. Um, so I, I totally agree with you on that. Um, we're getting, we're getting close to the end. One, you've, you've got uh, how old are your boys now? 13 and 10. Okay. Yeah. Um tell me about how you think life is different for kids um, than it was for you No
0: I was just talking about this uh, to my wife the other day. I used to where I lived in South Bend, I used mm-hmm. to jump on my bike and ride. Two miles down when I was my youngest age, so 10, mm-hmm. two, three miles down to Scottsdale Mall, and I'd go to okay. the arcade there all by myself. Uh-huh. I wouldn't let either of my sons out of my neighborhood at this point. And mm-hmm. we live in Bristol. I'm not particularly concerned, but right. it's just, it's the world that we live mm-hmm. in. There is, there is a, uh, just this deep seated, um, anger in a lot mm-hmm. of places. And I, I didn't see that at that age. And right. my sons have even commented on I don't think they've known how to even word it. Um, but, you know, and the other piece of it is we have these little things called smartphones, which is a gateway into everything yeah. fantastic and knowledge and a gateway into everything bad yeah, like, all at the same time. And so with the internet being where it is today and smartphones and everything else, um, there's just so many more, uh, temptations and, and opportunities for kids to get involved in things that, that they, that mm-hmm. they shouldn't. I mean, when I was in high school, when I went, it was all part Baptist Christian school then, cause again, I'm old. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't have known. Where to buy drugs if I if I had to if I was told right. you have to or you're going to be expelled not that would happen but uh-huh. you know I would have not known where to go right. and today I mean kids I mean a phone call away from somebody who knows or they may know you know it's, right. it's and it's just one of those things that wasn't there when I right. was that age. Right. So
1: I, uh, you know, my uh, daughter is 25 and my son is 22 and, you know, we, we, they grew up in the internet age mm-hmm. and, and my, uh, you know, we wrung our hands quite a bit. And, and the thing was my daughter was extremely active in sports, but my son was also active, but he, he just loved his video games. Mm-hmm. And we had to pry that private video game controller out of his hand and tell him to go outside. And, but, but we did. Yeah. Um, uh, one last thing I want to talk about uh, a little bit about is, um, education. Um, one of the things that, that I see in, in young people today is, um, not necessarily that the education system is failing them, but they've been failed before they got into the education system. Do you have any um, ideas or a position on on how to train parents to parent?
0: (laughs) You know, um, man, if I, if I did, I'd write a book because I would, I would be a very popular person. You know, I think teachers are facing that every day. I think that that some of it is the education system, and in the sense that um, a lot of times there's enablement there that happens. Mm. Um, and, and Common Core is a bane on our society. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I think that there's a lot of things wrong with the education system. Mm. But, um, you know, when it comes to the bottom line, um, parents need to look at every opportunity in their life as they are the primary. Um, people that are responsible for these kids and for how they grow up right and rather than looking at the schools or the church or grandma and grandpa or the people as being the people that are there and and they'll partner with them mm-hmm. they need to realize that it's their job and that these other people are there to partner back with them right. to make sure that things happen and i don't think that we're seeing that a lot you know i have i have a niece that's being raised by my grandma mm-hmm. Our, not by my grandma by my wife's mom by her okay girl. Um, and, uh, my, uh, my sister-in-law has really just made one bad choice after another and kind of abdicated the responsibility of being a parent. Right. And there, there comes a point though, where you have to hold people accountable. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I think accountability, uh, is what needs to happen. And there's a lot of tough things that come with accountability, but hopefully the end result of accountability is. Uh, you start to do the right things, right? Um, hopefully, at some point for the right reasons.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but at the very least, doing the right things because you, you know that you may be in trouble if you, you don't. Right, and we're not seeing a lot of that.
1: We've got um, a lot of family members who are teachers, family and friends that are, that are teachers that are in the education system, and and it seems to have been the the problem is it's a cycle, and when the grandparents and great-grandparents didn't didn't engage then it just goes down the line yeah and then it, it comes to a point where they don't know how to to engage and i um something something uh Maybe a younger me would like to tackle, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now, now that I got my kids raised and they're doing okay, I, but I just worry. You know, I I worry about the ones that, that kind of slip through the cracks and 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 don't uh, get where don't get the get the parenting they should have, and then they don't get the education that they should have.
0: Well, and I think that if we remove all federal fingers out of education. All of, them. All of them. And it yeah. becomes a, a state and really more of a, of a local mm-hmm. thing. Um, I think we start seeing communities banding together right. as opposed to, you know, test this and test that. And and, and you know what? Here's Common Core. And we're going to change everything. And th- n- none of that benefits the kids. Yeah. All of that ends up uh, uh, benefiting really a group of administration that's making – way too much money sitting in a building somewhere patting themselves on the back right when you have the teachers on the front lines that are really struggling yeah so yeah
1: well great uh jeff i really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me um great if if uh if our listeners want to um find out more about
0: you or your campaign uh how do we find you sure um i'm on facebook okay um so it's uh uh, it's Jeff Peterman uh, for U.S. Congress. Okay, and Peterman has two ends. Okay, um, and then the website is www. four congresscom dot com. Okay. So, okay, great. And,
1: and, and also uh, Liberty Conservatives.
0: Yes, yeah, I do. Actually, I'm in the middle of a column now. I've okay. I I was doing about a column a week, but obviously with the uh, campaign, things have slowed down mm-hmm. on that front because they've sped up in others. But yeah, go go yeah. In there if you put my name in the search field, it'll bring up all my articles and right. And certainly I, feel free to contact me about those too.
1: I actually uh, spent a lot of time on there last night. I all right. I, I hadn't uh, had never been there, and then I was did a lot of clicking around and read some of your articles. There was an interview with you on there from yeah. just a couple of weeks ago, so it's uh, very very. Very interesting site well thanks again Jeff for uh, taking the time to talk to me sure and I will also put the links to your Facebook and Liberty conservatives when I post this podcast cool
0: okay Sounds thank great. you Jeff thank you appreciate it great news for a limited time you can get one month free of spectrum mobile service that's right one month free with any new line this exclusive offer is only available at select spectrum stores so stop by today